Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our episode 20 questions after watching Avengers Endgame with the boys Connor Hello. and Benny. Hi there. So guys, thank you for all your comments on our spoiler review of Endgame. We've got a ton of questions, some unresolved things from the film uh, that we want to discuss and try and find some logical answers for you guys. So here we are. 20 questions, 20 answers, three legends. Let's get into this. (laughs) I'm going to start first up with question one. Sorry, we should mention that these are questions from those comments and from the the fans of the video, yeah. Yep. So uh, thanks to everyone who has submitted. We've got a first question here from Alan Payne. Bring in the pain. Uh, Doctor Strange knew Tony would die? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) Yes. So I guess this is referencing back to Infinity War where uh, Doctor Strange gives the time stone over to Thanos Mm. because he knew that Tony Stark was in a bit of strife there after getting knived and uh, he had to survive to complete the task. And die. Yeah. Mm. Anything else now? (laughs) It's a pretty straightforward thing. Um, Yeah, I I kind of, I like thinking about that in terms of um, just the thought that like he would have had to have done what he knows. Like he knows that Tony has to survive at this point, and then from there on in, it's out of his house. It's out of his hands. I'm mm. assuming that he knew that he would get dusted. Um, and and I, I love that idea that he just has to have faith that that one eventuality has has to come true. Um, yeah, it, that that to me is kind of a cool little character arc for for Strange. Particularly, I, I like the idea that this person that he's had this back and forth with. Um, this kind of antagonistic relationship mm. with, he now has to put the entire, you know, fate of the entire universe into his hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that, that was one of the coolest parts of Infinity War when he, you know, kind of searched the future and saw the one way they could do it and then realized that this guy who he fucking hates, he has to like sacrifice everything for. What was it? 14 mm. million uh, uh, realities? 609 or something. So, um, so if he had been killed, it would have been 13,900,999.99 versions. And the one time where he gives up the time stone, he's okay, mate. That's he's exactly okay. how it is. Yeah, He's okay. Another quick thing with this is the ancient one, um, when Branner's talking to her in New York in 2012, um, she sort of, you know, when, when Banner says, oh, Tony, you know, got the, you know, uh, sorry, Doctor Strange gave the time stone to Tony Stark. She's kind of like, what? Thanos. You know, he, he's the, sorry, fuck, I'm completely <laughs> fucking that I get up. them confused all the time. Um, you know, purple people. You know. <laughs> uh, but the sentiment is basically, she says that Doctor Strange did that. He's the best in us. And that was a really nice little component to it as well. Did you mm. guys understand the comment from her when she said, uh, when Banner said, uh, maybe he'd have made, made a mistake. And she says, maybe I did. Um, is she referring to the fact that she didn't give Banner the stone right I think away. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I took. Yeah, because when it, I think it was the second time I saw it, I I kind of thought is she referencing something else, like like in, like into the future. Yeah, right. I, I wasn't sure whether you know or or you know what that was referencing. Yeah, the um, first the first time it made it sound like she made a mistake in picking him to me. Yeah, picking picking Strange. I was like, oh man, he's really going to fuck up that bad. What yeah. have I done? What am I going to do? Yeah, nothing in the film that backed that up though. So Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah, think that's, that, that's what I'm saying. In yeah. that moment, was there anything that you could think of mm, that would support gotcha. that? I don't think there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just something I got at that moment. 
Um, I also, you know, that I think now iconic moment already with, with Doctor Strange, you know, puts the one finger up um, and they just, they both, they, everyone knows. You know, everyone knows. Yeah. It's every, even in the audience, it's horrible. So well put together. Alrighty, I'll take the next question here, yeah? Um, nobody ever questioned about Tony Stark's snap. The snap was supposed to wipe out half the creatures of the universe, but his snap only killed Thanos and his army. To me, that's the biggest plot hole. Great movie, though, from uh, Roger2126. Um, so oh, now this yeah. was a real point of interest for me in the movie because we only see the gauntlet and the snap do one thing in Infinity War, which is wipe out half of all life in the universe. And there's no really big explanation or greater context for that. Or, you know, did he just will that? Was that just what it does? Um, what a terrible mechanic for that to have. Like give the glove to someone and be like, whatever you do, don't snap your fingers because <laughs> that is bad news. <laughs> Wait till you see what happens if you clap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then in this movie, we get we get a couple of snaps and it makes the stones feel, to me, much more like Dragon Balls. It seems like they can do whatever you want them to. Bro, there's so much influence on Dragon Ball in this whole movie, <laughs> I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that, I thought was, that I thought was really fun. So I think the takeaway to answer this question is that that's not just what they do. They do yeah. essentially whatever they you it seems want. That would to be do. terrible. <laughs> not be great. Like he snapped his fingers and then half another half another, goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, did it work? Whoa. Well, it <laughs> sort of did. There's only half of them left in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, I th- I think the the idea is just that once you because they control all matter and you know everything about the universe is kind of represented in these stones. My understanding is is if you use them all together in the form of a snap, um, you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. Mm. And I think that's why they didn't want to give it to, you know, they didn't want to give it to Thor. You know, he volunteered himself <laughs> at the end there and they were like, you are too, we don't know what where your mind is yeah. because whatever you will in your mind and snap, that will come to fruition. Mm. And and there is, um, you know, it is supported in the, the movie that the, it, it takes the will of the person snapping into consideration or like in it's not the you know the wizarding sorting hat sorry um you know it, it is controlled by the will of the person snapping because mm-hmm. um uh banner actually goes and says i was looking for uh her like i was trying to get her back yeah. in reference to nat so there is obviously some kind like they control what the snap does yeah to a certain extent yeah slight segue feels like maybe you know, when Tony got the stones, he could have just like buggered off, supersonic flown out of there, and then Captain Marvel could have just ripped Thanos' head off. I have thought Rocket that. Rocket would have died because that big space whale was already flying at him. So it would have been that one casualty. But, but, but wasn't there just too much volume of baddies, for lack of a better term? Yeah. We'll I never mean, they, know. They, they had the Captain day. Marvel there at that point. I feel like they would have been fine. What about also willing a new batch of stones to exist? And then, what, like another with, batch? And then you've got two... I think it makes sense to just, I think you could destroy the stones. I don't know if you could just will a second thing. Cause in my understanding, those stones are the physical representation of the key components of the universe. Tony should have wished for Thanos's army to disappear and to not die. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen some people uh, pose that forward, just being like, why didn't he just snap himself alive? I'm like, I mean, come on. At what point do you just like, there has to be a limit on this. (laughs) And I think, to be honest, I think that is a really, I think it's very clever what they did, building it into the mechanics of if you use all the stones to do something of that scale, you know, that saps it out of you. And I love the fact that in the movie, the Hulk doesn't just, you know, 
his arm doesn't just grow back normally. Like he's, he's fucked. fucked. Yeah. So it gives this sense of this is not an unlimited resource that you can do, not because the stones have limitations, but the people snapping do. Mm. Like it's, it's so a heavy it's, burden. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I suppose it's my turn, isn't it? Mm. Number three. Number three. Um, the question is, uh, how come Spider-Man friend is still in school if five years has passed? Uh, <laughs> I understand Spider-Man still being in school, but the friend? Um, Shanda Y. So yeah, um, these are the, copy-pasted yeah. straight from the YouTube comments. So um, they can be a bit strange. The The answer to this is really simple because presumably the friend was dusted as well. Yep. We can assume that, you know, half of that school was dusted. But the more interesting part of this is kind of dealing with the ramifications of the fact that basically half the population have, have you know, traveled forward in time five years, effectively, like according to the people that got dusted, and they are the same age. So you would have, you know... New iPhone tech. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the main concern that they had. Um, no, I think Sweet that, new Audis. Yeah. It's really cool to think about, but it's even cooler if they address it in the upcoming films. I think they will in Far well, From Home. Have to, right? I think that's going to be a key. I don't think component. they will pay a fucking second lip service to it. <laughs> Because it's it like it's, you don't think there's going to be a fallout. Because how can they? Is someone going to be like, man? What are the odds that me and every one of my friends disappeared and we all came back <laughs> and we're all still in the same class? <laughs> how good is that? But I mean, we don't bat an eyelid when it's the original six Avengers. How convenient that they didn't get yeah. dusted. So I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to you know it doesn't have to be fifty percent down the line. You know the, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so did you just have a stroke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so based on the trailer for Homecoming, it is like the entire cast of kids from yeah. from the first film, and none of whom have I'm aged okay five with, years ahead. So yeah. right. I'm okay with them taking kind of narrative liberties like that. Um, I, it, could, it could certainly happen. Like and it's then not an still, impossibility. Still address um, at least I, I want some kind of ramifications to come about because of this. Like, I mean, and and more than just remember that thing that happened five years ago. Like, I want there to be you know, I, I want this to feel like a world that has been drastically altered. And um, that's what was so interesting about Endgame was that that first act of the film where you've got the fallout of the, the five years since the snap. I yeah. want to see that, but for these guys who were snapped. I want to see that. that and and I, I, I agree with you. There's so much to dig into here. Uh, I really hope they do. I, I hope they don't bitch out in uh, Far From Home. I just don't think they can ever really get into it because once you start pulling that thread, where do you stop? Like, there's you know the people whose spouses disappeared. Do they do they remarry? Did they, you know they marry the brother I mean, of the person? I don't, who I don't disappeared? need to. The, but people who like reappeared in midair because they were on a plane when they disappeared. Like, yeah. is, was that a part that should have been happening? Like, you know, when when Hulk clapped, you should have seen, seen people start falling from yeah. the sky. Like, I'm also thinking about like if there was someone that was driving, do they continue on the motion as well? So if the car isn't like, there anymore, are they just like flown yeah, eight yeah, kilometers yeah, yeah. forward? Just be like, I'm alive! Yeah. Fuck! And what about people who? Okay, so you know that helicopter in the post-credit sequence of Infinity War. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's say the pilot got dusted, but there's three passengers that didn't. Mm. What the fuck happened to those guys? They're they dead. Died. They're just yeah. dead. Yeah. That's a rough deal, Look, man. <laughs> I don't need Far From Home to dive into every little piece of detail, but I want to feel as though that world has been affected. I want them to And I think the movie looks so, you know, kind of happy-go-lucky that I just don't see them really addressing it much at all. Like, is half of his class going to be, you know, the, the cool kids who all got snapped and the other half is just these, like, dreary kids <laughs> who've grown up in this world that's all fucked? Well, presumably they wouldn't still be in that year. 
No, but the kids who are in that year now would have like grown up in this snapped world, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I, look, I, I do think that, that that is an interesting area to explore. Very, very in, interesting, interesting In what you're saying see. for the trailer, though, mm. um, you know, we've been fooled by Marvel trailers time and time again. I wouldn't be surprised if half the shit in that Far, uh, far From Home um, trailer was absolute bogus. It was pretty thin. Like, there's not really that much stuff in there mm. from memory. Although I do like the idea of them taking a field trip so soon after the world's got completely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> How brilliant is that? <laughs> Let's go yeah. to Paris. All right, question four. This is from Spike. Fuck. Well done on getting just Spike. Not Spike <laughs> 7, it's just Spike. Uh, so Nebula, so Evil Nebula returns to Earth using the Pym Particles and then later on lets Thanos through the Quantum Realm, which must also have needed Pym Particles. Nebula even makes a point of showing them to Thanos but they were all given just one lot of pim particles. Did I miss something or how the fuck the ship got to the future? That is really interesting actually because I'm just trying to think of the math. There wouldn't be enough to get them and the ship through. It really, the, the, the contingency here is on how many did Nebula have? Presumably only one. She had the one to get back um, just like everyone else. So she, so there's a scene. Unless, unless they went to Vormir and picked up the spare one sitting on a very dead Natasha. Not sure how they would know about that, but I mean, technically there is another vial of pin particle out there. My, my thinking was just, and this is not like a solid kind of thing. It's just like, you know, one of those one because moment things. Because when she just goes to like their time machine, she's like messing with it. She, she just, puts her fingers into it. Yeah, like she just hacks it and pulls them through. Like she opens up a thing okay. for them. That's like, more my interpretation of it. Yeah. She sort of has fingers extend out. She goes in and then they, they bring the Thanos ship Like through. they don't bring themselves there uh, forward from their time. She brings them from yeah. the time yeah. where they have all the time travel. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what actually happened. Yeah. It would make the most sense. I don't know how the ship would sink. I'm not even sure how like, yeah, none of that. Yeah, that, that, that's But that's, that's kind of the I'm mechanics it. behind it. Basically what she did is she put her fingers in there and it happened. Yeah. It's certainly yep. not the biggest of this movie's time travel problems. So, Yep. Question four, solved. Fuck. Solving problems. Yeah, left, right, and center. It. Boom. Next. Is, we should have been script doctors on this thing. Now, this, <laughs> this question is one of my favorites that we've gotten. All righty. Number five from Emmanuel Lopez. Question. Yes. Where are the Infinity Stones at that timeline? So the main MCU timeline. Yep. So Captain... So let, let's, just, let's just quickly recap... They go to the timelines, they bring and collect the Infinity Stones, they bring them back into the main MCU timeline, mm-hmm. and then Cap, after all is said and done, Cap goes back and delivers those Infinity Stones to, where to their them. respective universes. So how come the fabric of reality in the main MCU timeline is not disrupted by there being no Infinity Stones in it? So that's a big question, I guess, because as we know, Thanos used the stones to destroy the stones. So they destroyed in that timeline, as far as I can, I, I can tell, as far as I'm concerned. Or reduced to atoms. Yeah. Um, so. May, well, may, okay, maybe there's something there. Maybe even they, they're existing, but they're atomic sized. Because the Ancient One says that the, the powers of, of these stones, like, is what causes time to, like, march on in the universe. So they seem like a big deal. It seems like there would be problems if they were gone. Um, but everything seems fine. So, so I, yeah, maybe I, they still exist in, in their own. My mind. interpretation of that is that 
the like I said before, they are the physical representations of the powers that you know kind of move the universe forward and mm. and or make up the universe itself. They, you've just destroyed the physical manifestations of it. Mm. You haven't taken away that power mm. in itself, and that I could very easily see in a future, um, you know, MCU storyline or or something like that. That you know, you could get a scene where you know it slowly kind of condenses back into another gem. You know, all he's done is temporarily destroy the physical form and that they'll reform in maybe some other different type of physical form or back into gems. Man, I hope we never see one of these again. Well, I mean, I, for, for the purposes of, of the storyline, sure, I don't need to see them again. But mm. in terms of the mechanic of the storyline, I think that that is entirely possible that they're not destroyed. In fact, it's highly likely that they're not destroyed. I think where I'm sitting at this, and I, w- I wasn't actually sure where I was before, but during this conversation, I think that Thanos... I need to I need to know the line itself, but I think he says reduced to atoms. He did. So they still exist. They're just atomic sized. Mm. So that's fine. That no, uh, yeah. I mean, what, so what effectively I, what I there are that, six stones in that main MCU reality. If you reduce something to atoms, you have destroyed it. Like you haven't shrunken it to the size of an atom. If you destroyed it into atoms, it's it's essentially. Not, but he says reduced to atoms, not destroyed to atomic size. He didn't shrink them down. (laughs) He didn't shrink them down. That's what I thought. No, No. that's not what reducing something to atoms means. Yeah, he's destroyed them. No, that's what he did. He goes all of their (laughs) mini, mini size. It's like mini, but you'll never find them. Then Ant Man comes up big. He's like, got them. They're in his cornfields. They're sprinkled out in his cornfield. Legit, legit. You'll never find them in a cornfield. Legit? Is that? I might have got this completely wrong. Yes. He destroyed them. He turned them. Yeah. He re- turned them into into, into no, particles that he, they were already consistent of. That's what but, reduced to atoms means. But in that sense, there's nothing I, smaller. Like there, that is the okay, most divisible okay. thing. Is well, it's not the the most divisible. Thor thing, really jumped of, the gun, chopping his head off. If that was the case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because in uh, that state, when my first what, screen, what did he say just before that? I used the stones to destroy the stones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Okay. So. <laughs> but you know, when he said that the first time and I saw it, I was like, <clears throat> they're going to use the quantum realm to go down to mini size okay, and grab okay. them. So I've just kind of like burned that into my mind. So thank you for clarifying that, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, I think thank you for I bringing think, that up, actually. <laughs> you kind of had me, then you lost me, Connor, but I think you're absolutely right. Is they're just, they just you know represent the powers that exist yeah. in the universe. Anyway. Where did I lose you? I don't know. I can't remember the stuff that went what, on afterwards. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, what's the difference between that and then taking a stone from a reality? It's still if if we're saying that the stone is just a manifestation, but it still exists out there, then why is it a problem for them to take a stone out of a reality? No. no. So, I think that mine. And again, we're getting into the mechanics that I don't think matter that much. And, and I should or preface exist. this entire thing is like nitpicky mechanic stuff. Like, I you, you know don't what? need I the answer to these to enjoy this. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. So having said that, um, my understanding is that it's not just representations of, like it's the manifestation of, and that you can control that power via that physical manifestation of of it, whatever Mm. it may be, like time, power, mind, whatever that is. If you take that manifestation out of a universe, my understanding is, is that it throws that aspect of the universe into chaos or it... You know, it just it it fucks up that universe in that particular way because mm. you are actually removing the manifestation of that power. I think that's getting into it a little bit too much, but that's my understanding. 
Yeah, which is why they had to return them to that exact time, yeah. um, and also why destroying the stone itself doesn't isn't the problem in the same way because it still exists okay, in so, that timeline. So, so yeah. by reducing them, there's no like offset. There's no like reality stone missing. It's the fabric of reality. But once again, by reducing, we're not saying become very small. <laughs> <laughs> Miniature. <laughs> no, so it's just destroying that physical. But the different, but what I'm saying is the difference between taking it from a reality versus destroying them all is if you take it from the reality, it's offset. There's five existing. There's four out yeah. of six existing versus the, power the universe can to that still, stone has been stolen as well. But the, within the reality, if they're all gone, it's still business as usual because it's mm. an even playing field. I don't uh, think that's what anyone was saying. Mm, no. The simplest way I can put this is the stones still exist in the main timeline. They're just, their atoms just have miniature. been spread across the universe. They're not like all gathered into a little stone anymore. So there are many. No, that's <laughs> not what you that, guys. No, that's all right. All right. I'm going to put this into a, like, <laughs> that's like if I, if I got like a stone and I atomized it, that would be taking all the individual stone, like atoms, you know, zinc and copper mm-hmm. or whatever that stone is made out of and separating them from each other and like i just spread it all over that's not like millions of little stones around that's yeah that's okay you know separate atoms gotcha yeah next question periodic <laughs> table yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah, i okay. think I, oh, that tiny. kind of yeah. resolves it for me <laughs> semi that was one okay. i was tripping out on a lot <laughs> mm. the and film certainly doesn't address it no and, and we're guessing so fucked if we don't <laughs> totally um, Benny, mini stones. Oh, uh, that, that was me. You're up. I think. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I see. I see how you've organized this. You're six. Yeah, you're, you're number six. Okay, <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> Numbers. Um, this <laughs> is only sabotaging do, you. <laughs> do Do I have to shout it? Because it's only yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to do that. Um, I I thought it. I thought it took a special kind of person in commas to touch or hold an infinity stone. Um, and in brackets, you know, Barton holding the soul stone. And this is from Um I don't know how to pronounce Ty- it. Tyro TV triple X. Tyro TV. Oh, okay. Fair, fair call. Um, Tyro. I thought it took a special kind of person. Yeah, look, my way around this in my head is that only certain stones possess the kind of power to... Um, to physically destroy a person. So quick rundown. We've seen the Power Stone explode a girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. We've yep. seen um, Tesseract. The, the Space Stone send uh, Red Skull through the universe, kind of look like he was getting killed. Um, and we've seen, uh, what's another one? Uh, I guess when... The Ether. Ether, I suppose. Ether. Yes, which like goes all into Natalie Portman. But Fluid. Um, Jane was able to integrate... That sounds weird. Integrate with it <laughs> mm. um, and not die. So, yeah, I'm exactly the same mind as you. Is Certain stones um, will absolutely fuck you up if you just hold them normally. But, you know, the Tesseract we've seen held several times. It was only an issue when it was actually, like, active. Yeah, that also um, holds it. Yeah, and then Soul Stone. I took it more as, like, he sacrificed what he needed to, so he is the true owner of it. So he is a special kind of person. Like, he... he he did what he needed to do to be able to hold it. But we also yeah. see um, Banner with the uh, the Time Stone. He's a Hulk, though, so that's fair, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it make, makes sense to me that the one that exploded someone was the Power Stone. Yeah. That's probably the one you don't want to grab. Yeah. It was in a very tough little orb. 
I, I would agree. And that, that's how I saw it as well. It When he first opened his hand, my first thought was exactly the same as whoever commented or Tyro TV, triple X. Um, my first thought was, yeah, shouldn't that, like, why is Barton holding it? And then it kind of, then it, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense that why would the mind stone explode you or, you know, soul. so sorry. So soul stone be, you know, untouchable. Why would the mind stone be untouchable? Yeah. Um, he had, he had gloves on too, which is, Safety I mean, first, you know. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he knows, he knows that. that. Glove. <laughs> He's not an idiot. <laughs> All righty, number seven. Did you want to do this one, bro? No, no, no. You go for it. You go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to relinquish number no, no, seven you do, for you. You do it. You do it. Uh, here we go. You guys don't understand the multiverse theorem. No, no, no. Quantum multi-universe theorem. Oh yeah, multi-universe. Sorry, fuck. Clearly, don't. This is an actual science thing. You get that? which implies that time travel is impossible. Traveling in time just creates parallel universes from Karu Shimitsu. And I had a bit of back and forth with Karu and we came to a, a mutual agreement uh, in the comments on, uh, on the YouTubes. Did you really? But um, yeah, time travel is a huge part of this. I've been racking my brains, reading articles, trying to figure out some kind of- uh, I think I've got it figured out. You have? Part. Yeah. Fuck, man. Lay it out for me because I've got so, I've got some major problems. Yeah, not not to imply that I know about science things. Um, Clearly, so there's a couple of different ways that time travel can work in movies. I think that in this one they are quite obviously um, using the mechanism that if you go back into the past, you are opening or gaining access to a parallel. Yeah. reality or parallel universe. So there's no grandfather paradox. There's no, you can't go back to your grandfather when he was younger, uh, kill him, and then you you don't exist. It's yes not like Looper. No. It's not like, well, no, when they set it up, when they yeah, set when up they set the up. rules, this is what they say. Exactly. Um, some of the questions that come about are, you know, about how many parallel universes are created in this, what the rules are for, entering and exiting these universes. And those I think where is where it gets a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. Um, so basically from my understanding, each team entered a separate parallel universe. Yes. So to my count, there are currently uh, four parallel universes. Five, because they also go back to the 1970s. So there's the three teams and then they go again. If, so that creates another split off. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's count that as a, total. So there's five. five so total. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five five total universes um, that are now in in parallel. Yeah. And that, to be honest, is one of the most exciting things about phase four for me because I think that this opens up the possibility that you could have five completely different universes that you go in and out of. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's something that I don't think any TV show or, or um, uh, well, ironically, Community did it, but... Um, uh, no other kind of uh, film franchise has really explored like the idea the, that you could have the Arrowverse does a lot of that. But what does the Arrowverse? You know the DC. Shows. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so that that my understanding is that that's how it's laid out. We're on now, the same the, page there. The big question is with Steve Rogers coming back to the original timeline. Now, the presumption that I made and that I think is kind of alluded to in the film is that he existed in that main MCU timeline that he went back in time into that particular timeline and lived his life ba in that timeline. And it was baked into the reality. Yes. 
And he had to, he, that old man, Steve Rogers couldn't exist without Steve Rogers going back in time. He lives his life. And then he turns up there on the bench at the end of Endgame. That's what it's implying. This this is, this is where the grandfather paradox would kind of come in because that's contrary to what. Exactly. Yeah. The movie has both ways. Yeah. There's two ways that I think could, could happen about it. Cause there's one important thing about the time travel thing that not a lot of people are talking about, which is that it's not strictly speaking, just time travel. It's time and space travel. Cause for anytime they go into the past, they're also going into the past at a different location. So they are, this is not just a means to travel time. It is a, a means to travel time and space, which means that presumably this could be not only that you could, you know, go from parallel reality to parallel reality in the same time, also at a different times or, or places, you know, just kind of enter and exit wherever you want. Bear with me. So I think there's two options with what happened with Steve. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I know. I know. <laughs> so he went into one of the five realities that they created. Well, he dropped in, them all. He dropped all the stones dropped off. Dropped all the stones off. And in the last one, in that particular reality, he went found Peggy and lived his life in that reality. And then after Peggy had died and he, you know, he had lived his life in that reality where there is still a shield, by the way, like his actual physical shield in that reality, he then clicks the button to go back to the main reality five or so seconds after he left. He appears not in the same space, but appears in a, in a parallel space or sorry, in, in, you know, 20 meters down the road in, in front of the lake for narrative reasons, effectively. And that, and what we're seeing is not a Steve Rogers that has lived his life in that timeline, yeah. but a Steve Rogers that has lived his life in a separate parallel universe that has then come there after living his full life. So that's the one that I am most satisfied with in terms of how it fits with the rules they establish. But there are a couple problems with it. The first of which is that... How come, so whenever you go back in time, you're always tethered to whatever time you go back in. So for example, they always go from whenever they go from the quantum platform into their reality, they return to that quantum platform in their suits. When Steve Rogers returns or appears at the end, he's not on the quantum platform and he also doesn't have the quantum suit. And that's where the implication where it says he went back into the main MCU timeline and lived is that's where it gets a bit fuzzy for me. And that's where it doesn't align with the main rules. So if, if without those two things, it works perfectly what you said. So what could, there's a couple of ways you could get around that. There is clearly the ability for them to on the fly, um, transport in time and space to any point that they want. But case they're in, always tethered in, back. So what, No, no, no. Case in point is when they go from New York in 2012 to the 1970s, they were able to pick both a time and a location on the fly. So presumably Steve can, in his alternate reality, when he decides to go back to the main one, pick the time and place that he reappears. No, I don't think so, because he's still tied to that quantum platform from wherein he made the time jump. You're always stuck to that, because that's why it's five seconds later. Like, you can't time travel outside of that quantum... Like, so, so they... They did in New York. I mean, you're saying you they, can't, but there's no, like this, 
as much as the, the this commenter has said that it's science, this is not part of the multiverse theory in quantum yeah. physics. That this this I mean, it's multiverse theory doesn't actually really have hybrid. anything to do with time travel, strictly speaking. Like the what we're talking about here is 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 actually kind of different, and there's no actual mechanics, real life mechanics, when we're talking about no. time travel. So really. I mean, I within, just want, well, more, more so it's just consistent rules across yeah. the movie. I think that we've seen people return to the platform because that's what's been programmed into their time machine wristwatch thing. But I don't think that there's anything saying that they have to. That's just my understanding. We only really say it the once, I guess. I, um, but I it's not like Thanos came out, like when she brought him through, he had to come through that quantum realm. Like those are the portals to get in that's and out. That's because she's, presumably she's pulling him from that particular machine but she couldn't just say she couldn't just bring him out onto the cornfield you know or it's a different mechanic it's it, it, she's bringing him through that that's well, the vehicle really through it. stuck into no this no I, I, this is this is i'm being so i'm thinking thinking about this so much yeah me too and i i certainly do not have a satisfactory answer um i, I see often of course that one that um cap grew up in a different reality then came back to the original one um i obviously i don't think that's there at all in the film um, so I, I honestly, I think I'm just done speculating until we hear like Marcus and McFeely talk about this. Cause I, I, as we said, I think the movie does it both ways and I, I don't think it really fits together in any way that doesn't require you to do a lot of your own work, mm. um, to make it. Yeah. Make there's, it there's, there's also another theory out there that the, if we, if it's, so let's say it's impossible for you to go into a time. Look, okay. okay put it this way. The grandfather paradox cannot happen. In, in the MCU, let's say, let's take that as a given. What that somebody has said is that cap, that old cap at the end is actually a Captain America from an original MCU timeline. So put it this way, there's one MCU timeline listening. He then travels back in time into the main MCU timeline, which is actually a different timeline, lives and turns up at the end. Did I explain that? Okay. So, say, so, so, so he, it means that me, all this is so put it this way. He's, he's a different ending. cap than the one who left. He's it's a like different they're all, cap. They're all taking one step back and to the left. Yes. <laughs> to do a that's one. exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, which is 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 fine. I, that that for me, like, that's very exciting. I don't think that's what it is, but it mm. makes more sense within the rules they've put I, together. I definitely don't think that's what they meant for it. But um, I think one of the biggest consequences here is that they've just set up a universe where they have uh well time travel with no consequences like they can just they have this machine still they have the hulk they can do whatever the fuck they want they can take people from these other parallel universes if that's what we want to consider them and whatever you know? well, and, yeah. and, but that, is, that I, I think that's really exciting because you were saying that um we're getting a, a series the what if series is that mm. what it's called um that could be the mechanic that they use to do that what if series like yeah, let's they, go to they, a parallel universe where so and so happened they, they they don't need that though. that's not what if no, they about. don't need it no but, um, but i'm saying like that that kind of theory that kind of you know style of storytelling could be incorporated into the larger mcu like i don't they, think it's going to be though i mean i don't see shang chi being a result of you know the <laughs> the parallel universe traveling type deal but I'm what, what, just very excited. I think I think it opens up a lot of possibilities, and it it aligns itself with the comic books in a really cool way, which is that you could effectively within a, a cohesive and a coherent universe have some of the wackiest shit that make that has no consequence on you know the main timeline or things. It's basically like what we've been talking about with DC 
in, you know, we love that they're doing different things with different properties and not necessarily, you know, holding to one timeline, but it's actually in continuity. I think it's brilliant. You could have Captain Canada. You huh? could have Captain Canada played <laughs> I, by Ryan Reynolds. I hope they put this stuff to bed after this film, I think, because I'm still not sure how much they nailed it. Um, the one thing I would like to say, I would love to see a movie or a series that's just about Steve returning the stones, like just yeah. that whole thing. That I think would it'd be, be great. Do I we just, have a question about that? Please tell me what you do. I, well, yes, we do. It'll okay, be, good, it'll, good. Be, it'll be down the line. Um, all right, well, I guess... Uh, so to, so just, just quickly, time travel, multiverse, it's inconsistent in Endgame as far as we're concerned. There are a few ways you can you can look at it this way, you can look at it that way, but there's always something. It's headcanon. Quite there's always one thing that doesn't quite fit, whether it be the grandfather paradox, whether it be the quantum suit, yeah. whether it be the biggest. On the face of it, the biggest inconsistency is Cap showing up like at the end there, old in that particular timeline. That is the only thing that really throws us for a loop. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get a million more suggestions on how it could have worked. But for the time being, that's the only thing that on a kind of consistent narrative basis doesn't quite make sense. I'd say Loki's a real wild card too. But, yeah, um, wild. It's a whole other can of worms. Are, they, are we, again, that should be in there as well. Yeah, we can, we can talk about it at some point. Um, all right, next up, number eight. Uh, you remember how Doc Strange said out of 14,605 realities, one succeeds? Well, what are the chances of a rat activating a quantum portal in a minivan in the afternoon that would be the exact one needed to save the universe from Thanos? Uh, that's from Ed Glipner. X. Um, I, X, sorry, X Glipner. I will tell you what the chances are. They are one in 14,600. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love this comment. It, yeah. it, it, it's basically the best comeback to being like, oh, how unlikely is that? And be like, very unlikely. Yeah. In fact, we have an exact number on how unlikely it is. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It, it, it takes every, everything uh, that you have in, in plausible deniability or, or not plausible deniability, in, in suspension of belief, whatever you want to call it, mm. and basically says, yeah, so, so much of this is, is, is improbable. My, I almost, you know, it's funny when we were watching it the second time, Benny, you leaned over to me and you're like, that rat is the MVP yeah. of the MCU. But uh, you can almost look at it as this like, it's almost like the universe fighting back in a way. Like I, I maybe maybe not, but I, you can almost look at it as like the re, the the Infinity Stones. They're kind of like trying to manifest a solution to make sure that the the decimation, the victims of the decimation, returned. You hippie. Yeah, <laughs> mammals, man. Well, yeah, you're already kind of starting on this track. But let me say, since we answered that question very thoroughly and very quickly, how do you guys feel about the entire uh, success? of this film or the, you know, the plot in it um, hinging on this rat walking across the console. In the moment I was like a little bit, Oh, cause it's like, a big choice. Yeah. Like, it, like this is all just by chance, yeah. but um, I didn't think about it again in the entire film. Like it wasn't at the end of it. I was like, this was all possible because of a rat. Like that didn't bother me at all. I was yeah. kind of just, you know, it was a it was a plot device that they used, and the story continued on. And I was so invested in it by that point that I didn't really care. And, and Georgie, you've come up with your own very interesting justification yeah. there. Bit of a hippie, <laughs> worldly look. Uh, as for me, I I think I don't know. It is it is so it's such a choice that I just have to respect it. I guess mm. that they take this biggest movie ever ever made, and they literally made it all hinge on this rat at the yeah. beginning. But do you think it's them kind of like the Russo brothers having a bit of a chuckle to say like? 
it's a fucking rat, man. You know, it's like, it's not a cat. It's like the most insignificant mammal you can get next to a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is, is there some sort of com- some sort of comedic edge to it um, in, in, in there? Yeah. At least they didn't have it happen like two days after Thanos. Mm. Like they, they, they gave it some length. Like it was at least five years mm. that they were like, you know, let's bring him back. Mm. But yeah, I do think it is kind of them just being like, fuck it, let's put this in there. Yeah, because there's so much else going on. They're like, I wonder if anyone's going to care. And they'll be like, the, the fanboys will be like explosion <laughs> emoji. I really hope at some point, in some form, we revisit this rat. Yeah, maybe in the What If series, because um, I w- I would love to know more about it. The What If series <laughs> is just like the rat didn't, you know, hit that particular yeah. button and what it's if, just yeah. Thanos yeah. one. <laughs> oh well. What if that rat? Yeah, didn't. That'd be great. Like just like a two minute episode. Yeah. It's like what if the rat didn't step on a different button? Yeah, yeah, then it's just like a still of that cage. Yeah. Just like nothing yeah. happening. Yeah. Be like, yep. Yeah. It's just um, Thanos living that his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um oh god, I was gonna say something. Uh the no, there's a really brilliant comment that I saw on this on, on our video of someone saying I I think they said that they're they don't know of any rat uh, rat man in Marvel canon, oh, yeah. but they do know about a squirrel man or something like squirrel a, girl. a squirrel, squirrel girl, girl yeah. or something like that. Mm. Um, and a mole man. There was two. Yeah, there's mole man, but like a, the, a squirrel girl. And squirrel I girl. absolutely love that that there are people kind of searching for meanings in this. Like yeah. it could be someone. And I I agree with that commenter, uh, whoever they were. Is I think that would have been really brilliant if if they made that a squirrel and there's just some kind of you know, kind of Easter egg or allusion to. There's so much to this. Squirrel Girl has defeated Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comics. So that's like... serious? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, so that would be fucking awesome. She's one of like the most requested characters for the MCU at this point. There you go. Mm. Uh, Is it on to me then? Mm. Yes. All right, what number are we on? Um, Nine. Oh, wow. Number nine. How did Captain Marvel know where Tony Stark and Nebula were? So this was something that we had in our spoiler review. Mm. And uh, I thought I, we'd just ref- reference this. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of people comment with the answer to this. Post credit something scenes. that we said in the spoiler review, isn't it? No, it was the post credit we scene in Captain Marvel. Because no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, all right, so there's we, something we, to- we were saying in the spoiler review, like, would be great to have a little line or something to contextualize yeah. it. But it's mm-hmm. not. It is not in that post. No, but that I think that sets it up. Yeah, but that that again, can we stop acting as though? That's the answer. Like all that, all that does is say that Captain Marvel was at Earth when the other Avengers were there. Yes, and we presume. Yes, not confirmed, but we presume from that that Rocket somehow has the ability to track the ship. And I, I the way I saw it in the in the cinema was like I totally forgot about that post credit scene. So I was sort of taking the end of Captain Marvel and stitching it to Endgame. And I'd just mm. completely forgotten about how that happened. Okay. Remembering that she went back to Earth, well, went to Earth, met the Avengers, she, they established, they explained things, she gets the location, she goes. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, that, that's what makes sense. Yeah. I, I felt like at the time of watching it, like kind of with the narrative flow, I just kind of got a bit jarred. But, you know, when you think about it, that would make the most sense. Like, she was on Earth. They, you know, Rocket knew that the ship was out there somewhere and had a tracker or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. I still would have liked, I don't know, some kind of connective tissue, like for them to say a line, um, just to kind of give me some peace of mind, but it's not that big of a deal for Tony to be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause she <laughs> never fun. really said, tells anyone in the movie. But then again, that's also really economical, uh, economic storytelling in the fact that they're like, we don't 
really need it, need it. It's also just good economics because um, Captain Marvel got a big boost in the box office after this film because so many people probably were just like, who the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck happened there? All right, number 10. Wait, wait. So Thor is somewhere in timeline without a, without a hammer? Lol. That's from Deshaun Ficklin. I, I love this. Um, and it's something that has been kind of niggling at the back of my brain as well. <laughs> so, um, easy answer. Yeah. I mean, he's holding Molnir at the end when he's going through the quantum realm more so. And, and well, he's obviously going to return it back to the timeline wherein Thor takes it, mm. but I guess we're going back to time travel and I apologize here if this is going, if we're going over this again, but like, do you guys have a problem at all that they can go back in time and it creates a split reality and then, or another reality, let's call it. And then they can return back to that split reality without it splitting off again. So in Dragon Ball Z, for example, every time they travel, it splits. I've never liked that too much. Though. You've never liked that? Not really. I've loved that. I've always thought that's like, that's the way it would work. This makes it also pointless though. Trunks come back to save his own timeline and then he's like, I can't. I just watched this massive explainer on that series, on the on the Trunks movements. Mm. Fuck, man. I, yeah, so cool. Anyway. I think that um, it it makes sense if you're going back to the time that you left. But it should or it, it, it should split off. Why? Because that's what they established in the film. Well, they they didn't say that you couldn't enter a timeline as long as that there's no paradox created. I don't see any reason that you couldn't return to that timeline. Yeah, the the way I'm explaining it to myself is much simpler and probably makes a lot less sense. Is just that when that when Steve goes back, um into these times like we keep talking about the split reality thing I'm, I'm not even going into that in my own head honestly i'm just saying when he goes back and returns everything it's fine it just undoes everything they did yeah. as as long the way that i think about it in my mind as long as they are going as long as it's a fraction of a second after they left there's no paradox created so there's no issue there's no duplication there's no way that them affecting whatever happens in that timeline will affect any past version of that captain so there's no there's no paradox created so there's no issue they can enter a timeline as long as it's after they have been there because for me in terms of like the neatness of it i would and maybe i'm looking at this the wrong way maybe i'm looking at too much in that dragon ball z way but what would happen is cap would take he would go back to Asgard in 2013 and it would create two more realities Mm. one without molnir and one with so it just keeps every time in, you go in back that, in time, in that, you split off. With that theory, he wouldn't be creating. Well, it depends on which one he's splitting off from. That see, that's the that's the part that's not going to make sense. Like if he's, so, every he's, time you travel in time back to a time, it's creating a split reality from from the one that you're traveling from, from the from from whatever that would have been if you didn't travel to it. Yes, because so if you're traveling, so yeah, you're so creating then, that, then a parallel theory, to it that should split off. By your theory, he's just he's just going back to a timeline that already does have Mjolnir, which is, means he's just doubling up. No, because Thor- because He'd never he, be able to get back to that timeline. There's no, you can't enter that timeline. Therefore, there's nothing to split off of, from. It doesn't make sense. 
it, it, you would split off from the one that you're leaving. That's the only one that you'd be able to split no, off from. No, because, because when you go back in time, it'll split off the reality. This is not so, going to make any sense to anyone that's listening. It's, it's such a jumble of words at this point. <laughs> yeah. Listen, anyway, there's inc- inconsistencies. We've been through it. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I, don't I, like think it. That I don't like going down that road at all because yeah. it just devalues everything to me. If, if, if we're talking about... Cause obviously, it doesn't for me. No, no, the I'm emotional saying, punch saying, of the film is still there. I'm saying for me. Yeah. I'm saying for me, it devalues <laughs> it to me if we're talking about this this MCU that is now an MC, you know, multi-U that's MCU. just infinite realities where none of these characters are so infinitesimally relevant. Like, I don't, I don't want to... I just like, you know... Keep it neat. When, keep it Cap, when Cap Bang went back, he cancelled any potential spin-offs that were going to happen. Really? So it's fine, yeah. No, because I, I... I'm not, I'm not saying it makes yeah, sense. Look, yeah, no, I'm that's just fine. saying that's, that's just how I'm I want I'm not even saying sense. I, I actually like the it. narrative structure of that. If there are now five parallel universes mm. in which one, Loki, is alive, how is that not cool? How is that not worth exploring? Like, they ha- always have that option there. Yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, look, yeah. let's... Um, let's I've continue spent on. fucking 11 years studying one MCU. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need four more. <laughs> All right, number 11. Benny. Just like this time travel stuff too much. What Happened to Vision? Still a great movie from one William Smith. Wow, that's such a Will normal Smith. name. On, on your Will Smith. Um, what Happened to Vision? He's dead. Didn't see Infinity War, huh? Um, one of my theories. Bad news for you. One of my theories coming out of Infinity War that Vision was definitely going to return that did not come to fruition. Mm. I was quite upset about that. Mm. But it makes sense because he didn't die from any kind of dusting. His brain literally got ripped out. Yeah, I, I, I think they're um, saving him, though. I think he'll be back because obviously we have the WandaVision series on the way. Yep. Um, and I yeah. think some He's of my a- theories are that that'll be maybe a split timeline thing, not in some weird parallel universe way, just like they'll be telling a story from the like two years when they were on the run in between Civil War okay, and Infinity yeah. War. And then maybe I just really think, I really think Shuri's going to rebuild that boy. You really hate this whole concept of the multi, like the parallel universe thing, don't you? I, yeah, I'm, I'm not too into it, no. Okay. Not, uh, not, not in the way that it's been done here. I think Vision's definitely back. Um, and what is he? He's a component of five things. You know, he's Jarvis, Ultron, the Mind Stone, Tony, Tony and, Bruce, and yeah. Bruce. So he's maybe he's missing the Mind Stone, but he still has those four other elements to it. Yeah, they, mm. they, they set it up so strongly in Infinity War for him to exist without that stone. Yeah, yeah. I really don't see why they can't just I'm take assuming that Shuri is just going to build him from what they like analyzed in the Infinity War. Yeah. It's got to be something like that. Yeah. So uh, answer, he's dead, but he might be back. I think he's definitely back. <laughs> Paul Bettany. Mm. Yeah. Number 12. <sighs> I love a, this, this one. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is not we, so we much. Could a, leave, we could leave this on for the this end. Is not so much a question. We can let's leave this for the last this is one. A question. <laughs> but this is number twenty. If that's not a tease for everyone to keep listening to, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is. Fine. Um, uh, so this is number thirteen. Actually, number twelve now. Um, yeah, mm, sorry, I'm just trying to figure out the grammar on this one. Guys, did you see the one person before Mariah Hill and General Ross, uh, where there was a. Close up. There was a close-up um, by the camera, assuming it was the camera, um, in uh, Tony Stark's funeral. My theory is uh, it was Harley from Iron Man 3. Um, maybe he's going to be the next Iron Man. Just a theory, and that's from Joshua Balagulan. Um, well, we can confirm that is Harley, because it's the same actor. Mm. Um, Ty Simpkins. Ty Simpkins. Um, the theory that he is going to be the next Iron Man, I actually quite like... 
But I think that there are some more deserving candidates that make more sense. I like the narrative structure of that. Like, I, I like the idea that this kid that's been inspired by Tony um, gets to, to wear that mantle. But for me, I think that one of the, I guess, like, I, the thing I love about Iron Man is, is his brain. Like, the fact that he created these suits, that he can always, you know, kind of do more with them. So I think that looking at, um, you know, Morgan, I, I like as a, a follow-up to Iron Man. If, if anyone's going to take on the mantle next, mm. you know, having his daughter do it, I think would be pretty cool. Um, the, another Does one the that's kid have of, any talents in Iron Man 3? I can't remember. Who? Or was he just a regular-ass kid? No, he's he gets set up with a big lab at the end of yeah. the at the okay. end of the movie from from Tony. So it would make a lot of sense for him to go down that path. Okay. Yeah. Um the uh you know, there's a lot of hype around Shuri Shuri becoming the next um Ironheart. Iron Ironheart or Iron Man or whatever it was. Um I think that could be cool. That's um, my pick. Yeah. I uh yeah, so I think there's a lot of options. There's, I also think that, that they should just let the, the mantle just kind of lie for a little bit. I don't think there necessarily needs to be a next Iron Man. In fact, I think that they should probably just leave that as is for the foreseeable future. I don't mind them going down the avenue of Iron Heart. Like they've got War Machine, which is effectively Iron Man. Um, but yeah, I think that, especially with that, the last words, Tony speaking being, I am Iron Man. I think it's probably best that they just let that be for the time being. Yeah, I'm all for them leaving it long enough for um, Morgan to take over one day if any of this shit's still happening Um, because I I think that just seems right. Um, And I do, I love that Harley was in this movie and I love the insinuation that they, I don't know, kept up some kind of correspondence or something, Mm. Um, you know, that he still knew knew him. But um, Disappointed he never got his hug though. Yeah, Peter hell? Parker did got his, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I I like it as just that kind of one-off little thing. I think enough people had no idea who he was in this film that um, they probably won't revisit him. He looks so different because oh, I watched it a few days before. I think you recognize him, but yeah, he's grown up a lot. He's so in that big gangly face, tall. Yeah, <laughs> he, he certainly shot up. Yes, tall. Fourteen, thirteen. <laughs> One major question oh, is how cool, how could Captain America age if he had the anti-aging serum put in him? And that's from Sarah's daily life. Um, I think he ages, like the anti-aging, I mean, did that does, does anti-aging mean he does not age or does it mean it slows down his aging? That's the first question. I always assumed that it was slowing down his aging. Yeah, I mean, the dude is like, how old is he when we see him in this movie? He's like 110 or something. Well, if he went back to the 1940s, <laughs> mm. so he would be, you know, 140 million years old <laughs> yeah, by my calculations. pretty good. So, so at any rate, he's clearly doing very well for his age. So, yeah, that's definitely how I took it. So, if he, let's say Cap is what? What would he be, about 25, 35 by the time he's uh, in 2023 at the end of Endgame? Well, I, I would, would you say let's let's say let's say he's thirty five, for example. He goes to nineteen forty, lives from nineteen forty 
all the way to 2023, 80 years, he would have to be, let's say, in the ballpark of 110, 120 years old. Yeah. He looks like he's about 70 or 80 years old. Yeah. That kind of leaves enough wiggle room for the anti-aging serum to work. Also, maybe I'm just remembering incorrectly, but the super soldier serum, I don't ever remember it. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember if it expressly has the property of anti-aging. I mean, I only watched the first Avenger not too long ago, but I can't remember the specifics. Yeah, I don't recall this actually being a thing. Oh. I, I, I'm you, not sure if- You guys if, engaged if, with this question much more than I expected we yeah, were going to. I was yeah. like, that's not what the serum is, but I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I forgot something. Yeah, well, that, that's what but I assume as well. Yeah. Either, way, either way, clearly the super serum has let him age very gracefully. Yeah, I think either way, it's, it's clearly not just like a, a stop on- um, Either way, we're right. Aging. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. In every in every eventuality. Good point. Is it who's is it? Fourteen. All right, I'm up. Next with number fourteen. Think about it. The ending actually makes that whole timeline disappear according to the logic of the ancient one, right? Any Marvel story loan a storyline influenced by a stone or Thanos can no longer exist, right? And that's from Fred C. Dobbs 2. So I think he's referencing back to the Ancient Ones diagram that she brings in, wherein there's a timeline and there's an affinity stone. Affinity stone gets removed. Uh, there's a, a, an alternate version. Now, I think a lot of people got confused with this being the time travel mech- mechanism. The way I took it was each parallel reality, like that, that, that strand, that yellow uh, time, that the yellow rope she creates, mm. that's one of those parallel realities existing. And when yeah. the and that offshoot coming off it is kind of like where it could go. Yeah, I when I rewatched it, I kind of really focused in on that part because that that explanation, you know, kind of sets up the mechanics for the rest of the movie. Um, Banner says something actually quite important where he says, "I put those stones back in every one of the timelines." And that fixes the problem. So that suggests that each one of those yellow strands is an individual timeline that yes. they have affected. I don't think that they're saying that if you put the stone back, the parallel universe ceases to converge exist. into one. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't that, she also say? Um, doesn't she also say it's okay if you make as many timelines as possible? I don't think uh, she said. I, that. I don't know the quite the the words she said, but she said as long as the stones exist, it's cool. But if you, so she said. No, she. I don't think she I said think, that at all. Okay, because I remember something to the effect of, go ahead, make as many times as you want, but just don't fuck with the stones. No. no I don't recall that at all. That, okay, I, maybe I'm in for false viewing. <laughs> yeah, I was paying yeah. attention to that, that scene pretty intensely. Maybe I just missed, maybe I could have missed it, but I'm pretty sure that the there was nothing about make as many as you want. Because that, that bit of the film, she's only focused on, she only cares about the Infinity Stones coming and going. She's, yeah. she, she doesn't care about anything else to do with the time travel mechanics. Mm. So anyway, something to look into um, for sure. For show. Yeah. Is this, is this the last time travel one? Because I've got one last thing I want to touch on real quick. Um, can, can we really quickly just touch on it? Go for it, go for it. Okay, yeah. so you know in the 1970s timeline, mm. you know how Tony Stark talks to his dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What he says to his dad, does that come up in Tony Stark's youth? I.e., is that a similar grandfather par- paradox problem that we have with Captain America? Only if you assume that that's where his dad got it from. Right. But there's nothing to say that, you know, that's something that his dad picked up later on in life 
told him in the main MCU uh, storyline. And in this one, it's just him imparting that wisdom before Tony would have heard it, or sorry, Howard would have heard it from someone else. But there is potential that Howard Stark did hear it from Tony and then he passed it on to his kid. There's also... That that's definitely well. Not, I mean, not not if you not if you're thinking uh, multiverse. Yeah, not if you're thinking multiverse. And I don't think that there's any reason to suggest. I mean, again, the whole mechanic is that you can't change the future, other than Cap. And, well, and I think there's this, ways. Again, we've talked about ways yeah, that you can kind of get around. There that. are none there of are. which are present in the film. None of, yeah, that are expressed specify. in the film, but it, it's it's absent in the same way that no one expressly says how Marvel Captain Marvel found them in the ship. I think part of it is just the it's Russo in another movie, like. But it's not, again. It's no, not I would say in it's another completely movie. different because, you know, the way they put it in this movie is Cap, uh, Captain America goes back in time and then you see him as an old man. Like, the 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 two plus two there is that he went back in time and yeah. lived to be an old man. I, I just don't think there's anything more to that in the film. Uh, I, I, I agree in that sense. I just think that, that that one requires more thinking and more kind of moving around to get to a place where it makes sense. Whereas that one is uh, the one that you're it's talking a bit about of with, with, room. with the Captain Marvel one. That's a little bit more linear. That's a little bit more kind of A to B type I think thing. A, another direction that we haven't even explored that I think could um, reconcile some of this in a, in a different way is, is you know, to com- go the complete the other, other direction, care. which is, is, <laughs> is the grandfather paradox sort of thing. And also that when, um, when uh, Tony, you know, snaps his fingers at the end is that, he doesn't kill Thanos and everyone. He sends them all back to their own time, like mm-hmm. sends them back to when before they came to this time, which would just put everything back in place to how it was. And then Steve puts all the stones back, which cancels out all those um, messed up timelines. Like I'm what just about, that's, that's one possibility of what they could have been trying to do with this. This is the other thing about like it, that's not they made significant changes in the past. For example, Loki running away with the. Um, Tesseract. That's yeah, and, and, and that, I would say that the, the the idea that they're trying to convey is that Steve going back just undoes all of that. Um, and I'm not saying it makes any sense. I'm not saying any okay. of this makes any sense, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, I'm just saying that might be, be a way that they're trying and to do it. And piggybacking off that, Polygon had a really good write-up that I didn't agree with, but they basically said that that timeline that um, the Ancient One has, that we were talking about, that yellow string that she mm. creates... They basically presented the idea that all the realities are kind of stacked on top of each other, wherein the outcome of each one is the same, mm. but they just have a little bit of a different way of getting to that. And mm. and so all these multiverses, it's actually not that. It's kind of, it, it's it's hard to sort of explain. It's a good write-up. Go check it out. Polygon, time travel, end game time travel, explain. But they kind of explain this sort of, where they all they all end up in the same spot. So you know, like the, the river theory of time, where you know you can have all these little different disturbances, but the water still flows the same yeah. way and yes. autocorrects. And that, to me, is a way for everything to work better. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense in in the whole kind of uh, Thanos saying, "I'm inevitable." Yeah, but like that that could apply to every timeline in that sense. Um. I think that's yeah. the last timeline one. Damn. <laughs> Honestly, I can't tell you how much I love thinking about this stuff and all the different types of timelines or time travel that you can get. You, know, you get the predestination style. You get the Prisoner of Azkaban style. You get the Back to the Future style. You get the Dragon Ball Z style. Like, I love it so much. Um, so it was cool it's, to have it in Endgame. Yeah, it's funny how often it doesn't work. Yeah, it never does. comes back to the it inevitable reality acts. that time travel as we know it isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Truth. <laughs> uh, which one were we on? We um, 15, which is 15. 16 in the document. <laughs> <sighs> the main thing I, I really need explained is how Cap put back all the stones. Ah, Barmanian now, King 242. Now, this goes back to what I was talking about with the parallel realities. <laughs> Every time they go back, they should split off into another reality. But for some reason, he can go and choose, I want to go back to that particular one at that time that we created at There's There's no reason that later. can't work as long as you go in front of where you previously got into that universe. In there's f- nothing, nothing that says you can't do that. But it would still... No, why? There's nothing in the mechanics of time travel that would would say you can't do that. (laughs) Because you would have one version where it didn't have the hammer and there would be one that did. No, because you're entering the timeline that doesn't have the one and you're putting it back directly after you took it. So why? what about the timeline existing where you never go back? So it splits off. You're you're thinking about the proper multiverse, yes, kind of structure. Yes, but that in that I'm in referencing that theory, back to that thought. I'm basically referencing back to that thought that I had. In that theory, all those parallel universes exist, anyways. Like every every decision is a split. So the, in, it, in it, infinite reality, in yes. infinite reality. So it, it's kind of a moot point either sure. way. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. I guess yeah, but, I'm. But I, mean, like, I, my, it, I guess the way I've been framing this whole movie, and it's probably the wrong way to do it, is I've had it in that Dragon Ball Z style timeline, mm. and I think I, that is the wrong way. To I do think it. they've taken a lot of influence from it and they've rejigged it. Um, and I find that Dragon Ball Z style of time travel so unbelievably satisfying um, that it's hard for me to kind of give it up. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's any reason to believe that that's the mechanic that they're using. It wouldn't cause any issues. I'm more interested with the narratives that could result in him going back. Mm. I think that there's an entire series that you could base on him going back and in each world interacting with the people there. I'd love oh, to yeah. watch Captain America go to, um, you know, uh, uh, catch up with Star-Lord on what's that planet called? Morag. Morag and and have an mm. adventure with Star-Lord in one reality. Yeah, it'd be fun. Give back the stone or whatever. And then, you know, go off to Vormir. Everyone wants to see him like climb that mountain and come into, <laughs> I, I would absolutely love if they sat down like old friends, like who had gone through all this shit and, and arrived at the same place and kind of been like, remember that time we fought? I think that for remember some reason, when you were a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. in my head, for whatever reason, yeah. I, I think that'd be a really satisfying Crazy end to that. Times, especially, <laughs> but not least of which because Captain America is like the least qualified person to be doing this mission. Yeah, <laughs> no, like uh, he needs rocket boosters or some shit. No, actually, I, 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 uh, I, I think that'd be great because I could just see him in his like peppy like optimism, walking <laughs> through all these adventures, being like, "Da da da, I gotta put you back there. I'm gonna put you back there." Um, I think. Th- that's a little bit more interesting to think about as opposed to the actual n- mechanics of how mm. he would do it. Yeah, I mean... Oven mitt with the, you know, Power Stone. What's the chance 2029 Captain America for the Infinity Gem quest? Realistically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on swiftly. Question 16. Black Widow dies? What about the Black Widow movie? Ever see? Thanks for your question. Uh, prequel. Yeah, so all indications have been that it's going to be a prequel. I feel like a lot of what we're being told about future movies pre-Endgame is potentially not true. Um, I don't think that's the case for this one, though. Um, just based on the casting alone, it seems like this is just going to be this is happening. a story about her in her younger kind of spy days. And I think more of an espionage thriller, more of a grounded mm. 
you know, it's not going to be that sort of cosmic MCU that has it's evolved into now. It does bring uh, some interesting questions around some of the other planned properties, such as the Loki series. Um, that in and of itself, I think, could be pretty cool. Um, yeah, because you were quite hesitant on that one. Uh, oh, I, look, I am hesitant. still hesitant. You, sh- you shot it the fuck down every time <laughs> we brought it up. Um, I... <sighs> Has it been yes. better set up now that you've seen Endgame, maybe? If if they do it a certain way, I think it could be interesting. If they have it as a parallel universe and it's not just Loki on his adventures, it's Loki interacting with a alternate universe. I think that's a bit more of a plot-driving you know, hook for me. Um, if it's just a prequel, then once again, I'm back on the, the no camp for that. I just... I don't like the idea of a character that has worked really well as a anti-villain in opposition to people like Thor having his own series. I think it's a mistake. And he's back on board. Back. <laughs> yeah, but if it, but if it's a cool little multiverse thing, whatever. Just I'm, referencing I'm back to that, or maybe, actually, let's reference it in the next question because that's directly addressing it. Let's move. Let's move on. Next question. Um. Alrighty. Seventeen. Yeah. 17, 18, one of those things. It's, it's 17, 18 in the document, 17 in the yeah, podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Black Widow does not. Um, how Falcon plans on being Captain America if he doesn't have a single drop of super serum in his blood? He's just a regular human who's very good with his mechanical wings and that's it. It's like painting a random guy in green and calling him <laughs> a new Hulk. And that is from uh, something in the uh, Silic alphabet that I'm not going to go anywhere near. <laughs> I Look, I think that there's a lot of elements to this that are getting tossed around. At the end of the day, I think they make a very good point. I like the, I like the idea of um, Bucky taking on the mantle because he's actually a super, super soldier. Good Lord. It seems like they're very closely paired, though. I don't think we're going to see many instances where Falcon and Bucky are not together. So yeah. it doesn't like... It doesn't matter to me too much. More so, I'm interested in if he's going to be called Captain Falcon, Captain America, <laughs> Falcon. Like, what are they going to Falcon refer America. to him as? Whoa. <laughs> American, American Falcon? Feige. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, and, American Falcon. More, more American than that, Falcon. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. For me, I think what they're saying is that the moniker of... of Captain America and and the moniker for any of these heroes really is in the name. It's in the the thought behind that. I mean, I was mentioning before that Iron Man was about like kind of the brain and the intellect behind it, but it's also about the character itself. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily the suit that makes Iron Man interesting. It's the person that plays it. It's how they play it and all that kind of stuff. So I think this certainly doesn't doom Captain America. It's not like a failing. I do tend to agree that I like Bucky as the natural next choice, but you know, this this doesn't pose as many problems as I think a lot of people think. Mm. Yeah, if, if you're saying that specifically because of the super soldier serum, um, sure, I think any number of people could have that same thought, you know, for completely different reasons. And I do think that's valid because I certainly had the same thought thinking like, why is Bucky just standing back there um, sending Falcon up? Because we just haven't seen their relationship too much on screen between Falcon and Captain America. But um, I remember watching uh, Detroit last year um, the Catherine Bigelow film, I think, mm. um, which Voyager. had uh, which had um, Sam Wilson in it. What's his name? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Mackie. And I remember watching that movie, and he plays such a similar character to to Falcon, except he's not a superhero. 
Um, and I was just watching it like, man, this fucking guy needs to be okay. the lead in one of these things because yeah. he's so good in that shit. So I, I don't think he's really been allowed to shine completely in the MCU just yet, but I, I have a lot of hope for, for what he can do. As for him just not being a super soldier, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, so many of these characters are just human dudes. Um, even if we're looking at the TV stuff, like Daredevil is such a fucking badass and he's just mostly just a guy. Um, and But blind. But blind, yeah, but blinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, there's that one moment in uh, Endgame where he stabs the fucking dude with his... Oh, that yeah, was they, they took that up a that notch. Was so like, that was Jesus. cool, yeah. Um, can we just quickly touch upon about how this movie sets up the Disney Plus shows? Like, it sets up the Loki show, mm. sets up the Falcon show. In a way, in a strange <laughs> way, it kind of sets up... Um, the other one, the one division, the one division. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> but those Barton two in particular actively doesn't. Yeah, so ho- the Hawkeye one. Yeah, those three. It, it's like a key component in their strategy that M Game is, and, and another another whole layer to this is how final End Game felt. It really did, like knocking off Stark. It felt really really final like it didn't feel like there was no scene at the end where i was like "Ooh, he might be there or "Ooh, they kind of undone it um they they didn't go down that path so it was interesting how they set up the shows and then also had that finality to it mm. give me a moment you guys keep going we will <laughs> do we have to <laughs> what's uh who's who's the thing now um it's on to me i suppose um you're gonna take this mostly ben um, the this is not me saying this. This is the the comment. I mean, where the fuck is Adam Warlock? Like they teased that ages ago, and nothing was, and nothing has happened with him yet. From Stale Bread. Thank you, Stale Bread. <laughs> Great I actually name. Like that name. It's so good. I really too. Um. So answer the question, Colin. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Um, <laughs> where is he? He's, he's off with Aisha in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie somewhere. Um, if they readdress that character, and I feel like that's kind of a big if because the, the franchise as a whole, the Guardians franchise as well, has so much on their plate at this point. But if he turns up again, it will presumably be Guardians 3 yeah. or even 4. Who knows? But, um, yeah, he, he obviously has a big part in kind of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline um, in the comics. Um but they changed so much of that I mean, story and that framework. This is kind movies. of the big thing. Like you can't, you can't look at the MCU as the comics. They are so wildly different. Like I mean, they they take certain narrative structures and they bullet take, points. They've taken bullet yeah, points. Yeah, and they take like you know some visuals and some things from here and and all that. Like that's fine. Like mm. for example, I'm pretty sure Falcon does at some point become Captain America. Yes, in in the comics, like after Bucky. So. Yeah, like they they yeah. do they take, take from the comics, but to to try and compare the comics to the movies is is it just silly. doesn't work. It's they're they're completely different things. But anyway, that's what I said. That's not really what they're asking here. They're just asking where is Adam Warlock because last time in continuity we saw him hinted at was set in the year 2014. So it's now 2023 in the MCU and we still haven't seen him pop up. When when did he get referred to? In Guardians 2, um, in the credit scene with Aisha, the golden lady, when she's got the oh, little yeah. cocoon yeah. that um, we know as Adam Warlock's cocoon. Right. So that was, in, that was 2014. Yeah, well, he's on the way. <laughs> he's, he needs 10, he needs ten <laughs> years to he's gestate. He's on the way, mate. <laughs> one he'll more get, year. He'll get another... Uh, 
a comment like um, Captain Marvel got, which is like, I was, I was busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing stuff. <laughs> doing some errands. Yeah. What's next? That's you. Number 19. Can somebody please explain to me how all the Infinity Stones from Thanos' gauntlet move to the right hand? Did I read the wrong question? No, you're Fuck, good. You're yeah. good. Sorry, sorry. You go, go, go. You um, well, it was the fact that um, uh, the nanotech suit grabbed, yeah. grabbed the, That's grabbed what I the uh, stones out. So he has control. Over, like Effectively, he has control of the nano suit, the nano bites, yeah. whatever it is that made up the gauntlet. Yeah. Presumably, if he goes and touches the gauntlet, he can control what that hand does well it's tony stark like he can make he can make shields appear he can make the back of his iron suit do all kinds of crazy crap he can make it manipulate and move and grab the stones and boom although if we're going to get really nitpicky about it and i do love doing that um he could have just sliced the the he could have like controlled the nanobites to cut off the arm of thanos if you really want to get into it but i mean that doesn't that's not quite Nearly as satisfying as him stealing the. I, I I still maintain that to damage Thanos physically, you need something really hardcore like Stormbreaker. Oh yeah, actually that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this question may as well be: How did Tony Stark crack time travel in an evening? Because he's Tony Stark, <laughs> right? He is Iron Man. He, he can fucking do this shit. So mm. like, I didn't really have a problem with it. Like, it's like yes, the that. Gauntlet that he's currently wearing is Stark Tech, so he's yes. in complete control of the situation. So, and that's the difference between why he couldn't do it with the Infinity Gauntlet oh, yeah. and Infinity War. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solved because that, that was made by Etri the Dwarf. Solved, whole yeah. different thing. All right, final question. Um, this the real one. This one is a doozy. I can't believe um, that you stole this question from me. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Malcolm Adderley. Uh Were your haircuts inspired by Captain America, <laughs> Iron Man, and Thanos, or are they this terrible on purpose? Um, to answer both questions. Yes. Yeah, okay. And yes. Well, <laughs> who's Thanos first? Who's Thanos first? The most <laughs> shocking thing is if I actually shave my beard, I've just got like a ball sack on my chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> this is not a style choice. This it's is so I can go You're in a lot of uh, flesh-colored foundation yeah. as well, <laughs> Yes, I think we all know who's Thanos. Thank you very much, George, <laughs> yeah. for asking So wait, that who question. Would, who's Captain America and what was the other one? Well, you'd be Stark. Yeah, I was just thinking based on color that... Yeah. But only it's style as well. You you've got more of the Stark sort of the Stark beard and and Ben, you gorgeous Adonis, you yeah, <laughs> um, real Chris Evans type. Yeah, oh, but the biggest baffling part is he, is he calling um, uh, Captain America and and Iron Man's haircuts terrible? Yeah, <laughs> Cause, and, and Cause Thanos. Is, sorry, you just <laughs> missed one in that in that uh, oh, comment sorry. you said. <laughs> wow, thanks, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but yes, they are inspired by this guy. No, mine, mine was inspired by genetics. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, the funniest part is that, that Thanos has a full head of hair. We can yes, see that. We, we can talked about this in the, the, the commentary. Yeah, if you can see stubble. Yeah. I love the idea of him like shaving in the morning or something, oh, or like man. he could have like a full fro or something. I wish yeah. when we caught up with him at the beginning of this movie, he just had hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunities, yeah, really. Russo brothers, come on, for fuck's sake, get it together. Thanos afro. Any final things you guys want to bring up? I know in our non-spoiler review, um, we didn't bring up Wanda and her cool scene. And a lot of the com- the people in the comments said, what the fuck? You guys totally missed that. It's cool. I'm glad it's they mentioned that. It's an amazing part. It's terrific. Yeah. The CG yeah. work on her eyes as well. She, she really had that X-Men vibe. And she had him. 
Oh, he yeah. had him dead to rights was, before yeah. he started blowing up the battlefield. Absolutely fucking him up. Mm. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Um, and I'm really annoyed that we we didn't even think to mention that. I mean, it it is a bit of a testament to the fact that we were talking for an hour and a half and there was so much that we missed in that mm. review. Like, just, I can't even, th- th- there would have been a million things that we could have yeah. talked about. And, and even though the review was as long as the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All up. Just about, yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody's live stream went for five hours, a spoiler discussion. Damn. Yeah. But if Great. you think about it, there, there's so much. so much that can be said or talked about even in a quick scene. Like you could destruct those scenes for hours on end. Oh, just, I haven't I haven't seen Howard the Duck in the final scene. Um, you, you'd be searching for him for a while. Mm, no, yeah, I, I never him. caught him. Um there was one last thing. Russo's mentioned something or something happened. <laughs> Can't remember. Thanks for the money, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's it. 20 questions answered definitively. Yep. Precision and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. Also, these are George's details if you'd like <laughs> yeah. to argue about the uh, time travel with him. If you guys have any issues, you don't think we answered something properly, let us know in the comments on YouTube or hit us up on all the social media channels. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And uh, yeah, it's that's kind of it for Endgame uh, until we forever. do a commentary. No, that's it for Endgame point. forever. Never talking about it again. Yeah. Put it in the can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week for the weekly movie show. And I believe te- Detective Pikachu. Hey. Is that one. next week? Uh, 13th. 9th comes out. 4th, 5th, 7th. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm. like that. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned. We'll be there. It'll be great. Thanks, Connor. See ya. Thanks, Bernie. Bye, everybody. Thanks, George. Thanks, this little guy. Let's get it.